2: It's time for the longest-running Pro Hoops post-game show in Milwaukee. Hear from the players. You know, I feel good. I always can get
3: better. But, you know, I know I know myself. I know how usually it usually goes. You know, if I'm healthy, things are going to be okay.
4: The head coach. Um, you know, offensively, I think, you know, we make a few more shots. could be dangerous. And the fans. You got a guy in Giannis. He's just,
2: like, the most likable human being, and all the other people fall in line with that. Everybody kind of takes it after him. And it just it's really positive to see... The that be the team that we give. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show, driven by Mercedes Benz of Milwaukee North. Now, here's your host, Bill Baby Touch Schmidt, on 1057 FM, The Fan. Well, that feels better. Bucks beat the Indiana
0: Pacers 119 100 here tonight at FISA Forum. If you're leaving, welcome on in. Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show, driven by Mercedes Benz of Milwaukee North. I'm Bill Schmidt, Baby Touch in with you tonight again along with the mayor the boss Mitch Ross at 414-799-1250 you can tweet us at 105.7 FM the fan I'm at Bill Schmidt radio as well if you're leaving Pfizer forum bucks back on track after much conversation all week long as to the underlying meaning in the loss at Miami how much can Loss, hangovers, stick with you into the playoffs. Does it mean something for the grouping in the Eastern Conference playoffs? It turned out tonight to, to be null and void as the Bucks take care of that team from Indiana and also take care of Malcolm Brogdon, who leaves due to an injury after playing just 11 minutes in his return to five Serve Forum. Second trip back home for Malcolm and Neither one have gone all that well for Malcolm Brogdon. He played pretty well the last time the Bucks played Indiana, and the last time the Bucks played Indiana was just before the NBA All Star break, and the Bucks got embarrassed on national television. Now, granted, that was without Giannis on the road, closing out the All Star or closing out the theoretical first half. Bucks were were well on their way to Chicago for that All Star game night before uh, in Indiana. This one tonight on a Wednesday night on national TV, Bucks get the upper hand of the Indiana Pacers and blow them out by 19. And while this game got close at multiple points, the Bucks at four or five separate occasions created just a lot of distance between Indiana tonight. It felt like whenever the Bucs needed to dart out in front, they were able to start the game out on a 15-2 run. At one point it was 25-6. to 33-11 to 11 there in the first quarter with about two and a half minutes left. And then going into the second quarter at 36-23 up by 13, Indiana was in control pretty much the entirety of that second quarter. Got it within two at 58-56 at the break. TJ Warren woke up who had himself 35 the last time these two teams got together in Indianapolis a couple of weeks ago scoreless in the first quarter, goes off for 14 in that second, a part of Doug McDermott going with 12 as well in that period, and the bench getting out in front for Indiana to put them back within striking distance. Bucks open up into that third quarter out onto a run. They lead it by 10 after that period, but also, once again, Bucks got it out to an 18-point lead with about two and a half minutes left in the quarter, allowed Indiana to trim that lead almost in half, make it a 10-point game going into the fourth, and then Eric Bledsoe with eight points, leading a 12 run that the Bucs ultimately put this game on ice and win it by 19 at Fiserv Forum. After, again, this week, there's been so much conversation we've had about the loss to Indiana, or the loss to Miami, and when you only lose nine times, those are the, the losses seem to stick out, much clearer than a lot of the great wins that this team has had. I think that's one of my favorite parts about the year that they've had is the losses, the reason why we talk about them so much is because you can point to pretty much every single loss that this group has had in 2019-2020. You can still count them on your hands. My dad can, lost one of them. But you're in a situation where you point to those games much more vividly than, well, the win against the Lakers in December, the win against the Clippers in December. Those ones you remember pretty clearly. But what about gaming against Orlando where you battle and end up keeping it at bay and, you know, you clearly didn't play very well, shot just over 40%, but still won the game by 11 watching the game tonight, getting ready for it. Overall, definitely didn't feel like the Bucks played one of their best games of the year tonight at all. And and rightfully so, the numbers are pretty indicative of that. But if there was any doubt that the Bucks were going to win this game, I don't know where you were watching the game, but it sure wasn't here in the studio. Pretty much the entire game, you're sitting here feeling really good about them ultimately Closing the deal and finishing the job. However close it got at any point, raise your hand if you actually thought this game was in jeopardy. When you are that dominant night in and night out, one you deserve and have earned yourself a couple of mulligans, and the Bucs took those. But tonight you're back on track. Now you got 20 games to play and the bucks need to win 15 of them excuse me 14 of them now 14 of the last 20 to have the most wins in franchise history do they get there or does it even matter been trying to fight this conversation back and forth with a lot of different people that I talk to out in the city at games I always hear, well, it really doesn't matter what they end up doing the regular season, right? And sure, I get that part of it. I get that belief. I get that style. But you're watching a team that is, sure, on a historic pace. Some people have overlooked across the country. Some people have maybe overvalued certain parts of the season. Some people have, you know, taken different stock into what? the Bucs have done at certain points in the year. Some people will still be steadfast into wake me up once this thing gets to the middle of May. And for those fans who plenty of are still hardcore Bucs fans, they just know that ultimately you want to be judged and will be judged on if you can finish the job and win the NBA title. But I hope nothing has been lost in the fact of how they've dominated so many of these games and how they've gotten so many of these wins. And hopefully the mundane aspect in nature that some of us have attacked this year with, nights like tonight don't get lost. I mean, they lost the second quarter. That was the only thing they were losing tonight. Because while it got within two... And Indiana trimmed it within single digits there going into the fourth. They were still able to run away whenever they needed to. And as the old saying goes, good teams win, but great teams cover. Bucks win 119-100 tonight at Five Serve Forum. I'm Bill Schmidt, Baby Tausch. We're going to hear... From Mike Budenholzer tonight, hopefully get some sound inside the locker room when we go in there with our Grandview Business District. Also, Matt Velasquez, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel beat writer, will join us live from Fiserv Forum when he gets out. But Bucks fans, want to hear from you after the game here tonight as another sellout crowd at Fiserv Forum. Bucks fans have been amazing packing that place up. Talking to Zora Stevenson last night on the Milwaukee Basketball Hour, just trying to get a vibe of that arena seemingly every, each and every night and the energy that's going in and out of that place is able to soak it up sideline having a whole lot of fun doing it. Want to bring some of that sound as well. Back from last night, my conversation at Good City Brewing across the street from Five-Star Forum with Zora Stevenson and the four-time All-Star Vin Baker. Well, there's plenty of time for you to react with us. As always, it's the city's longest-running call-in Bucks post-game show. So you can call in at 414-799-1250. Have a nice conversation with my man Mitch Ross, and I'll talk to you on the other side. It's the Pick and Save Robes Game show driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North inside the pillow windows and doors of Wisconsin here on the fan.
2: Was it a dunk? Was it a key basket in transition? Was it a spectacular play down the lane? It's time for the wrench and go drive of the game. Need auto parts? Wrench and go is a self service yard. Bring your own tools and access the lowest price auto parts around. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show, driven by Mercedes Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan. Welcome back. It's the Big and Save Pro Hoops, post-game
0: show driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. Bucks fans leaving Fiserv Forum or leaving whatever establishment you're at. 414-799-1250. It's a Wednesday night. It's a hump day. You're on your way to the weekend. We're talking Bucks basketball with a huge weekend of Bucks basketball coming up here to this weekend. Another three games in four days for your Milwaukee Bucks coming up this weekend. Tough run in the schedule. They have six games in nine days, five of those on the road, and a few of them on the West Coast, as the Bucks actually do end up crossing coasts during this run. We're in Miami on Monday, back home tonight. Then they will be out in LA on Friday, and I take on the Lake Show, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and the number one seeded LA Lakers. They'll meet myself in Arizona, along with the franchise Tim Allen. On Sunday, we're going to be at Talking Stick Resort Arena, not Talking Stick Resort Casino. Well, maybe. And then also on Monday, Bucks are in Denver. Wrap up that road trip with a game against the second-seeded Nuggets. So a huge weekend on the wet in the west for the Bucks and another measuring stick test seemingly stacked up towards the end of the year for the Milwaukee Bucks and the run that they are going on here towards the end of the season with 20 games to play, their schedule only gets tougher and it's not going to bode itself incredibly well to the people that want you to just rest certain guys and say, I will see you in the playoffs. We'll wait and hold hold this guy out till the playoffs. Make sure he's ready to go in the playoffs because there is a psychological game in this where you don't want to be losing to Boston a week before you see them in the playoffs. You don't want to be losing a back-to-back against Toronto when you might end up seeing them in the conference finals. You don't want to go down 0-3 in the season series against Miami when they come back up here to Fizer Forum. But there's also a delicacy that you have to balance in that act of trying to win these games, close out the season strong, while also playing your best basketball and trying to peak going into the playoff time, which I think is also sometimes lost in the translation and lost in the shuffle of getting yourself ready for the postseason, Make sure you are clicking on all cylinders getting in there right now. It's hard to say that the Bucks aren't. They just won six straight before the loss in Miami, but a couple of clunkers, a couple of tough offensive performance. The Bucks win in Charlotte scoring just 93 on Sunday. Put up just 89, a season low, a season low for Giannis as well on Monday night against Miami with just 13 points himself, 89 for the entire club, and you end up getting outscored by Jay Crowder and Kelly Olynyk. Game was was tough in that aspect. They w- never really got close. Tonight, they allowed Indiana to get close a couple of times. Every time they would, the Bucks would speed themselves out away, leading this game multiple times by 20-plus. They started up the game on a 15-2 run. They led 33-11 to 11 at one point, but then allow a run to get it within 13 at the break, or at the end of one. And then it was within two after one half, and you're up 18 with two and a half minutes left in the third, but allow them back to almost even now you're down 10 or you're up 10 going into the fourth and then once again eric bledsoe kind of pushed the accelerator along with the rest in a 12-2 run to start out the fourth quarter to ultimately put the indiana pacers to bed and put their starters next to nate mcmillan on the bench 414-799-1250 you want to join the conversation like mike on the south side after yet again another bucks win mike back to normal
5: hey billy what's up dude okay I'm going to read my page and then comment. I'm ready. So the Heat owns the Bucks. Exposed. Really? Nine losses now? Come on. In the words of Leroy Butler, come on, man. Just the Bucks have weaknesses. What team doesn't? Sure. They want to crown the Heat. The Fairweather fans. The Bucks will prevail in the end. Now Friday, the Lakers. They're gonna get no calls, none. They gotta rise above, and then it's three games, right? Lakers, son. I I say, one win out of those three, and we're fine. Mm-hmm. You lose all three, I don't know, but win two, that's pretty good. Now, now look, nine losses. They played Detroit, Boston, and Toronto last year in the playoffs. Am I correct? Yes. Detroit swept them. Swept them. Boston? Lost two?
0: Lost one. Lost game one That's by, fine. I believe, like 20, and then won two of the next four by 20-plus.
5: And then Toronto, they lost four, right?
0: Yep, after winning the first two. So,
5: they lost six games. Mm-hmm. So, it's like house money. I think the Bucks will be fine, and I'm going to hang up and let you get to the other callers.
0: Mike, appreciate it, man. I'll, I'll comment on that real quickly, though, first. I like how you go through the rundown of playoff games last year because we were doing this a lot on the big show earlier today. And, again, I just – I think the narrative around how easy the middle rounds of the NBA f- playoffs seemingly were for this team last year, came, coming in winning 60 games, having the MVP who was just on a mission to start out those playoffs. The Bucks won – their first ten of eleven playoff games last year, after not winning a series in the playoffs for the last eighteen years, they made the playoffs, especially the first two rounds, look relatively easy. Playoff basketball is not. And Kyrie Irving came in here, Game One. But Celtics put him on and put it on him that Game One. I almost want to say Celtics. So. Boston won by like 18 or so in that first game of that series. It wasn't even close. And then the Bucks freight trained them the next four. They blew the doors off Detroit. I don't think they lost or won any of those games by a lesser margin than 15. And you go into the series against Toronto, win the first two games. Game one battled the entire way. Ended up coming back from I think like eight or nine down in the fourth quarter and get that win at home night one, blow them out game two, take it to double overtime in game three, and we all know what happens after game three, but you're in that that immediate domination period that many teams don't get to in the playoffs. That's just not how playoff basketball usually rolls. I mean, most of the time, you're going to be in struggles, especially in the second round. Look at Toronto last year. They get bounced in the second round if it's not for the Kawhi Leonard thump, 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 drop corner jump shot against Philadelphia. They get bounced in game seven of the second round. What we were trying to talk about earlier today with the Miami team, I don't think Miami is good enough to beat the Bucs in a seven-game series. I don't think they're deep enough. I don't think they have necessarily enough shooting. But one, they're playing really, really well. Two, Eric Spolstra always coaches well against Giannis and always has a strong game plan to slow him down. And three, Mike just brought up the no calls. I haven't seen a team be that physical with Giannis and not send him to the foul line that many times. So with all that being said, I think that's a very physical, tough second-round series in the playoffs. Go six, I mean, possibly seven, hopefully not, but you're not coming out of that series the way you did last year against Boston, wiping the brow and saying, man, this playoff stuff's fun. Everybody gets a party down at the Deer District. Everyone's out in shorts because, I mean, it's the middle of May. You're hanging out on Memorial Day and watching the Bucks down by the lakefront earlier in the day. I mean, like... That kind of stuff just usually doesn't... They're not usually cakewalks through the beginning of the NBA playoffs. Instead, it's usually going to be a much more grinded-out, physical-type series. Now, you might blow out the first round, but when push comes to shove, especially into that semifinal and obviously into the conference final, you're going to be in some some grudge, grudge match games. This Indiana team that you just beat by 19 tonight... And pretty much kept at an arm's length the entire night is the fifth seed if the season ended today. Without Malcolm Brogdon after 11 minutes tonight, Victor Oladipo did not suit up. George Hill and Kyle Korver did not suit up for the Milwaukee Bucks. As we give you your McCormick Law Office injury report, the back injury attorneys. Here on the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. Bring you some conversation we had last night with Vin Baker coming up next. Still want to hear your reaction after the Bucs win tonight against Indiana. They're back on track, back to the winning ways, 53-9. and nine. And with 20 games to play, the next three on the road, how many do the Bucs get on this West Coast road trip? I answer that next here on The Fan.
2: There's always something unexpected that changes the game. It's going to be crazy, man. Here's tonight's X Factor of the Game, brought to you by Bryan Stratton College Athletics, offering athletic scholarships in 15 junior college sports. Learn more at bscbobcats.com. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show, driven by Mercedes Benz of Milwaukee North on The Fan.
4: For the rim. Giannis would have squatted that thing over here near us. That rim was the, the block shield for Aaron Holiday. Nice Beautiful. And one Bledsoe from Giannis. All by Aaron Holiday.
0: Bledsoe from Giannis there in the third. 16 from Eric Bledsoe tonight. 15 from Wes Matthews in the starting lineup. Just three from Brooke Lopez. But 29 points from Giannis go long on 10 of 23 shooting. Went two of eight from beyond three-point arc. Eight attempted threes from Giannis tonight as Miles Turner was uh, allowing him to take that shot pretty much all night long and uh, struggled to knock it down, but he was still going to take him seven for seven from the foul line. Even got himself a technical free throw attempt on the Nate McMillan foul tech. Bud said, Giannis, why don't you get on up there? and fire those down. Nine of 16 from the floor on 20 points. Eight boards go along with a pair of assists from Chris Middleton as well. 19 off the bench. Tying a career high, though, as the X Factor tonight was Dante DiVincenzo. Five of 10 from the floor. Three of six from deep for Dante and a tying career high, 19 points as we just went inside the box score with Otto's Wine and Spirits. Spirits locally owned. Offering the widest selection of beer, wine, and liquor with everyday low prices at their seven Milwaukee locations, Otto's Wine and Spirits
2: Did that really just happen? It's time for the are you kidding me? Moment of the game. Brought to you by Gene Wagner Plumbing, celebrating over 50 years in business. For any residential, commercial, or industrial plumbing needs, go to GeneWagner.com. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show, driven by Mercedes Benz of Milwaukee North. On the fan.
0: 119 100. Bucks win tonight. Are you kidding me? Yeah, 53 and 9. They continue to get it done, and now the Bucks finally back to their winning ways and put all that doubt that we all had for the last you know day and a half if the Bucs were still going to be a team that goes to the NBA Finals. I think tonight, just elbowing out and chewing away the Indiana Pacers at different points in the night. Bucks get the win, and they win rather handily tonight against the Indiana Pacers 119-100 at Pfizer Forum. Start up a West Coast road trip starting up Friday night. We will be in here. Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post game show driven by Mercedes-Benz and Milwaukee North. That will actually be my final show for the next week as we head to Arizona cover some Brewers spring training coming up on Saturday. So my man Austin Tex will be in here with me on Friday night. We'll be us a little bit about some Milwaukee Brewers baseball, but also talk about the huge battle Bucks and Lakers. One seed versus one seed, a potential NBA finals re- or preview a rematch of the game that happened uh back when all the way middle of December when the bucks were just on fire coming out there that was a part of the that was the game right after the 18 game winning streak was snapped by Dallas at Fiserv Forum so the bucks started up a new one with a win over LeBron and company at Fiserv Forum also the bucks have a win against the L.A. Clippers, the one and three seeds in the West, they do not own a W against the Denver Nuggets, who came into Pfizer form and handed the Bucks one of their three home losses as well on the season. They go to Denver coming up this next Monday night. Had a conversation with Vin Baker last night on the Milwaukee Basketball Hour, and Vin, it was a great conversation to have with somebody with uh, just a wealth of knowledge, but also a variety of angles that he can look and sees these players and their roles and their situations. He sees them through different lenses as obviously the assistant coach. You want to make sure your two top superstars, Giannis and Chris are bringing it every single day in practice and on the floor during games. But he says that the rest of this group, you wouldn't realize at all. It would actually be quite opposite They were 53-9, and the best team in the NBA.
6: Just watching Chris, watching Giannis, watching Bledsoe, and watching Brooke come in the gym every day. It's as if we're a lottery team. They've really focused on getting better each and every day. Again, Coach Bud has set up a culture where guys can kind of come in and work on their individual crafts. But these guys are hungry. And, um, you know, again, human nature, if you're a winning team, sometimes it can, as you alluded to, Having a bunch of money, traveling, jet setting across the country, it it catches some of the players. But I can say for our guys, um, especially with Giannis being our leader, there's one focus, and that is to win an NBA championship. And you don't—that's very rare for people and players to have that kind of money, that those kind of things come their way. But these dudes are focused, man, and I can tell you, they won't—they don't want to settle for anything less than a championship this year. That's just
0: music to every Bucks fan's ears. And then you're also. Treated as hearing this, as Vin Baker has seen a lot of NBA players, been around, competed against, and competed with some of the best of all time, says Giannis Stacks right up there. For anyone
6: there. that's not around him all the time, you know, typically family members and friends with me, I, I've just never seen it. I've been around Jordan, I've been around Peyton, I've been around all these superstars, obviously playing against them and playing with them, and I've just never seen a person with, that's achieved so much in such a short period of time be that focused and that dedicated on not only getting better as an individual, but making sure that his team reaches the the pinnacle that that they'd like to reach as well. It's just a a focus I haven't seen or been near.
0: It's the commitment to excellence that the all-time greats always do have, right? And, And there's this belief that if I'm not in the gym, they are. And they are the ones that are trying to knock me off my pedestal. They are the ones that are trying to take away everything that I've always worked for. And when you are around somebody that just refuses to allow that to happen, it's somewhat intoxicating. And and it's a, it's a feeling of immense confidence in everything you do and every single time you, you, you go out onto the floor, every single time you take uh, at bat, every time that you head on out to the field, when you have that one leader that always believes they're going to get it done. Ultimately, that rubs off of everybody that is in that group, on that team, in those meeting rooms. And it, for the most part, can carry teams and organizations and rightfully players to complete different heights. Had to ask Vin, though, as a coaching staff, are you guys keeping tabs or has it even gotten brought up? Man, I mean have to win 17 more games now, 17 to last 20, but do we kind of push for the team to try to win
6: 70? I think what's most important for us is to be in the right place physically, health-wise. Our minds focused on a game at a time and just be in the right place for, um, you know, when April rolls around. Mm -hmm. You know, if if you remember the Golden State Warriors won 73 games, lost nine, but ended up losing the championship. So I I think it's a, a wonderful feat. I think it would be awesome historically, but in the moment, I think, this city, I think us as an organization would much rather have a championship.
0: You're right, Vin. It really would be amazing. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you there. But ultimately, as long as you think this team is continuing to get better and can end up winning the NBA championship, hey, that's all Bucks fans are going to uh, ask for. We don't for.
6: talk about the actual game or the actual where we are in the standings and who we are as a team. And I think that's what makes makes us special is that we really haven't gotten caught into the hoopla. Uh, and, and it's fun hoopla, but for the team that's actually doing the people that's actually on the court, we are taking it a game at a time, a practice at a time, a film session at a time, and trying to improve every day. And I, and I know it seems like anybody, you can't improve on a 52-9, and nine, but we feel like we can be better, and that's what we concentrate on every day.
0: And that's a great goal to strive for. That's Vin Baker, assistant coach of your Milwaukee Bucks, and in his own right, a four-time NBA All-Star, 13-year NBA vet. And he's been around a long time. His son now plays at UWM and has has been able to see the game through a multitude of different lenses, a multitude of different frames, and been in and held a whole lot of different positions. Really, really fun conversation we were able to have last night on the Milwaukee Basketball Hour. Zora Stevenson also joined us as well, and if you missed it, you can check out the entirety of the show and both interviews at 1057fmthefan.com. You can click on Fan On Demand. It's presented by John Paul's Buick GMC Highway 100 in Greenfield. We're still going to hear from Eric Bledsoe. Matt Velasquez and straight ahead the coach's corner with head coach Mike Budenholzer. 53 and 9 bucks back on their winning ways. 119 100 against Malcolm Brogdon and the Indiana Pacers. Coach Bud comes up next on the Big and Save Probes post game show.
2: Let's hear from the head coach. This segment is sponsored by Schneider. For over 80 years they've been offering great careers with great benefits and more home time. Visit schneiderjobs.com or call 1-800-44-PRIDE. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show. Driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. On the fan. Bucks fans, welcome back. Pick and
0: Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show. Driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. I'm Bill Schmid. I'm inside the Pella Windows indoors, Wisconsin Studios with my guy Mitch Ross as well. And guys, Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin is trying to simplify your life. So just allow them to do so. Head on over to the brand new Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin Experience Center. It's off Blue Mound Road. The The address is 19030 West Blue Mound Road in Brookfield. Find it's right over by that COPS that you see there on Blue Mound Road. Stop in. Talk to Gina Della. She's tremendous. She's tremendous. I got Matt Strebs over there as well, and and he'll help take care of you if you want to stop in and test, touch, see, feel, all the styles of windows that they have to fit your particular tastes and needs. But... If you'd rather them come to your house, you just schedule your free in-home consultation today at PellaWI.com. This is why you go with Pella Windows and Doors, and this is why you need to call them today. Guys, zero payments for five months and 0% APR financing for five years on qualifying projects on approved credit. Or if you need just a little bit of updating off painting or staining of qualified Pella products, guys, Pella windows and doors with nine different styles to fit your particular tastes, whether it's vinyl, fiberglass, or that luxurious wood that you just want to have a little bit shinier, a little bit brighter, a little bit better feel to it, and that's when you go with the staining. Guys, they're all going to have the opportunity to utilize the roll screen option from Pella Windows and Doors. It won the 2019 Most Innovative Window Award, and Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin handles all of their needs and all of your needs with just one call. They measure. They manufacture their own products. They install and service when needed, and I usually say if then back their windows with a limited lifetime warranty and better than bank financing. It's a one source for everything, home improvement. And when I say improve... Try improving your property value. We always talk about the money that you can save by your home becoming so much more energy efficient. But what you can also do is up that property value, up that estimate that you got, and maybe get yourself a little bit feel, better feeling on the mortgage, guys. Make window replacement a part of your 2020 vision today at PellaWI.com. One more time, that's PellaWI.com. When you get there, make sure you tell him Billy Schmidt sent you as well. Mike Budenholzer has to be happy, has to be happier than he was just one, two nights ago in Miami after his team lost a slugfest to the Miami Heat. Instead, they're back at home, and they're back to their winning ways, beating the Indiana Pacers tonight at Fiserv Forum 119-100. Here's that coach after the game on the fan.
4: I think some good stretches for us. You know, the second quarter, um, love to – To be better, and really I think it started at the end of the first quarter and then just bled into the second quarter. But, you know, they're a tough team. They're competitive. They're well coached, and, um, you know, we had to throw some big blows or whatever, some big runs to finally, um, you know, get ourselves in a position where, um, you know, we got a good win tonight. Uh, The past three games in particular, you've had some pretty extended, like, droughts on
7: offense. Is there anything you can point to that's maybe been common in each of them?
4: Um. I'm, I'm guessing and guaranteeing that we probably couldn't make a shot. So that's always inherent in a drought. Um, you know, sometimes, uh, and I think I like we like to play off of our defense. You know, sometimes we're not getting as many stops as we need to get. The other teams scoring at a high rate. They're too efficient. Um, and I think we just got to continue to trust each other, move the ball a little bit more, move people a little bit more, um, get good looks, um, and then you have to make them.
7: We obviously talk about all the little things that Dante does, but he goes for and ties a career high of 19 tonight. Just what have you seen from a scoring perspective from him in the last month or so?
4: Yeah, I mean, I just think he's scoring in different ways. You know, he's uh, he's getting to the basket and finishing, and um, you know, when he starts making threes, you know, what, what did he have three tonight? I think, um, you know, it adds up, and then he gets six free throws. So you know, he's just kind of scoring it, you know, different ways and. A little bit of pick-and-roll game. You know, if we move it a little bit more, move people a little bit more, he ends up with it randomly. And I think, you know, he's a good secondary ball handler, second pick-and-rolls, DHOs, things like that. Good things happen. After they tied it a couple times there early in the third, you want a 15 run and then kind of up double digits the
7: rest of that. What kind of turned there in that third quarter that enabled you all to get back in front like that?
4: Well, I mean, it's kind of, you know, we started the game similarly. I thought, you know, the defense, we were making it difficult on them. Um, and Then we were able to get out and play in transition a little bit. Made, made a couple threes. You know, Brooke had a good, had an early three. I think Bled had an early three. Um, and then Jan, that's, you know, opens things up and Giannis can start getting to the basket. So, uh, you know, I think Chris, uh, Chris and, uh, and Giannis and some pick and rolls was good for us tonight. So just a little bit of everything when we go on those runs.
7: You sort of just pointed, I wanted to ask about Dante as well, and you sort of pointed to a couple of situations where he, he has been, um, I guess, showing more confidence, but it does seem like he's been a little bit more aggressive in getting into those situations. Do you think that that's just him being in his second year and a natural curve of of feeling comfortable, or is that something you're always talking to him about, be more aggressive in those situations?
4: Yeah, I think it's more the, you know, the 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 start, the, the beginning. You know, I think he's getting more comfortable. He's seeing the court, seeing opportunities, um, but, you know, we're sprinkling him, you know, with, you know, we need him to be aggressive. We need him, need him to be a guy that's attacking. So um, he's getting a little bit of both. I think it put more of it just on his growth, his maturation, his, you know, comfort level with everything in his second year. Blood kind of goes on a
7: mini run of his own to, at, the, to, at the start of the fourth quarter. Just how big was he tonight after a couple games where he was kind of trying to find his rhythm again?
4: Yeah, no, I thought the way Bled played in the second half and, you know, um, like you said, that stretch to uh, kind of uh, to start the fourth quarter, um, you know, that's the Bled we need. We need it for, you know, the whole game and, uh, you know, his focus, his aggressiveness, his energy, when he plays that way, um, you know, lots of times it takes us to another level. Is it hard
7: to find ways to get him to keep up that aggressiveness? I know he he's pushing so hard on defense that sometimes maybe he'll defer on offense, but how do you... How do you kind of help him establish that consistent aggressiveness?
4: Yeah, I mean it's you know it's one of the, the kind of common questions, common themes that comes up. You know, there's a lot of good players. You know, with with Chris and Giannis and Brooke and everybody. But we if we're getting stops and we're getting out and running, that's that's when he really needs to. You know, I think we need to spread the court for him. He needs to be aggressive in transition. Um, and you know, I think that's you know it's not a called play. It's not. A, but that's that's kind of his number one. And then. You know, we need to mix in some pick and rolls for him when he feels like he can attack and, and do things. But um, and within motion, he should, the ball should find him, and he should find opportunities. should probably know this, but in the second half, Pacers pick up a tech. Giannis has the lowest free throw percentage of anyone on the court. He steps to the line, and he hits it. Is that a him thing, stepping on the line? Is that a you call from the bench? Like, what goes into who takes the technical free throw? Yeah, no, I just think we're going to try and push the envelope a little bit, put guys in different situations, just help them grow and, and improve. So, you know, Giannis shooting attack, I think it's just it's a good opportunity for him to, you know, continue to just grow as a shooter, grow, grow as a free-throw shooter. Um, so we've done it a couple times recently.
7: I think you still haven't lost back-to-back games all year. What is it about this team that kind of enables you all to stay motivated and not fall into any of these slumps?
4: Yeah, the competitiveness and the character of the team. You know, I think those when, you know, if you've been in the league a long time, um, you know, we want to be a really great team. But when you watch great teams around the league, you know, whenever they lose, you don't want to be that team that comes and plays them next. And, you know, can we build that identity? Can we build that as part of our kind of fabric? Um, And it's just, you know, it speaks to the competitiveness and the character of the team. How proud of you of
7: are you of your guys that come in in these games where they're up by a lot they play hard like what does that mean to you that your guys that come off the bench actually sometimes push out leads in those moments
4: yeah no it's it's a great sign it's important for us you know they work hard in practice and they know you know every opportunity we get we want to take advantage of it and um you know the the entire roster has been you know phenomenal that way uh, next game obviously is you guys against the Lakers two best teams in the NBA
7: you know, how do you kind of harness the excitement, obviously, that there probably will be for that game?
4: I don't know. I'm going to go have a little bit of something to eat and just digest this.
2: Marcus, it seems to me this has been a decent deflection game.
4: What defensive play stood out?
2: That away from right at the rim. Here's the Laborers Local 113 defensive play of the game. The Laborers Local 113 Milwaukee. Feel the power at liuna113.org. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North, on the fan. do want McConnell and Indiana to do for the Bucks in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. when Gor- Goran Dragic in Miami did the other night. Nice
5: defense.
4: Very tough. Good defense yeah. there. That, that, that was, again, a focused effort defensively. Carlton denied... McDermott on the handoff on a couple of occasions on that one possession. Got him to a short shot, shot clock situation. Turnover.
0: Marcus Johnson and Jim Paschke on the call. Audio courtesy of Fox Sports Wisconsin. This is the Big and Save Pro Hoops postgame show driven by Mercedes Benz of Milwaukee North. That a part of a run, 12 2 run, Started up the fourth quarter, and the Bucks ran away, then led by 20 after Eric Bledsoe scored. It. Eight of his 16 in the first three minutes of that fourth quarter helped the Bucks run away from Indiana tonight after they had trimmed it to 10 after an 8-0 run to close out the third. Bucks answer the call 12-2 run to finish the job and basically put this one on ice and send us to our Chevrolet MVB. Check out the all-new 2020 Chevy Silverado at your local Chevy dealer or at WisconsinDrivesChevy.com. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Giannis. I, I know, chalk, how about it? 29 points, 12 boards, 6 assists, yada, yada. But 7 of 7 from the free throw line, that can't get sneezed at for what Giannis uh, in the smoke that he always gets, and rightfully so with his free throw shooting. He gets a the opportunity to shoot the technical free throw from Coach Bud there when the tech is assessed on the opposite side to Nate McMillan. Never would I have thought earlier on in the year when Giannis was shooting like 58% from the foul line would that ever be a situation or a thing that would even cross remotely the mind of one Mike Budenholzer as he was getting ready to try to take advantage and get a couple of points there on a technical free throw. Instead, he has that kind of confidence in his guy now, and pretty much the entire city of Milwaukee is going to have a lot more confidence in Giannis Atetokounmpo as well. In the later parts here, as we get close to playoff time with 20 games left to go until the faithful playoffs get here and the Bucks already sitting locked into the playoffs, locked in essentially to the number one seed. They have a nine and a half game lead over Toronto as play started tonight. We'll take a look at the scoreboard here coming up, but first want to go inside the locker room. With Granville Business Improvement District, the Granville Connection is opening soon. Go to org to see how their small business or your small business can be a part of the Granville Connection. First, this is Dante DiVincenzo with Zora Stevenson, who I had a chance to sit down with and have a conversation last night on the Milwaukee Basketball Hour, talk about how much she's enjoying the new role, and also how much she enjoys being able to have conversations like this one after a 19-point Bucks win, if I serve for him, with Dante DiVincenzo, who had 19 points. Match his career high
4: uh, it's not necessarily the matchup that's going in with confidence and being aggressive they told me before the game keep my aggression up and uh be confident and that's what i did
1: a big road test coming up it starts in la ends at denver what is it and why is it so important to end the season maybe even better than you all started it
4: i mean it's big for us because uh, a couple few, a few tests before the playoffs and so we we'll see where we're at see what we need to work on and go into the playoffs ready Thanks, Don. That's it.
0: the biggest thing. You do not want to be going into the playoffs limping, and whether or not people believe that is an issue, or believe that that is something that's prudent to the success of this club, I firmly believe that you want to go in playing some of your best ball. And while the Bucks have stocked up the wins, no doubt about it, fifty three and nine with twenty to play, still an opportunity. Uh, if they would, I mean, go twenty and zero, they would be able to match. The Golden State Warriors for the best record in NBA history. They can still achieve the 70 wins. They still only now need 14 more Ws to be the winningest team in regular season Bucks history. So that all in front of them as well. A lot in part thanks to Eric Bledsoe and the kind of performance he put up today, closing in, well, closing out the game just to start the fourth quarter with eight of his 16 in the first three minutes of that fourth quarter. Here's Eric Bledsoe on the Pick and Save Probes post game show. You know
3: the game plan. And, you know, prepare uh, for, the, you know, for the postseason. Uh, we know what we've got to do. Um, we're trying to finish the season out strong. I think
2: five
3: assists the fourth quarter, start How do you kind of pick your for when you're and when you're I have to. I have to. Um, you know, sometimes I be a little too unselfish to where, you know, I you know, get to the point where I don't look for my shot. And uh, My teammates want me to, you know, do what I do, get in the paint, be aggressive. And um, when I do that, you know, we're a hard team to beat. And um, I just think we played as a team today. What do you know,
7: what do you make of the way that Dante impacted
3: the game tonight? I mean Dante's been playing phenomenal uh, all season long. You know, he uh, he definitely you know, showing why, you know, he he deserved to be here and he put in the work and it's shown. Two big tests coming up.
1: You started with LA, you ended with Denver. Why is it important for you all to end the season maybe even better than you started?
3: Uh, because you don't want to go into postseason, um, you know, uh, you know, feeling a little, you know, you know, bad, I guess you want to go in, you know, feeling strong, feeling good about yourself and, you know, ending the season off on a good note, you know, that's the only way.
2: Or mortal enemy. We're keeping an eye on the enemy. How did the bad guy look tonight? Sponsored by Coach's Pub and Grill on South 13th Street. Stop in today for lunch or dinner and try their fabulous Friday fish fry. Now open, Coaches on Lake Danune. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops post-game show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. On the fan.
0: I could watch DeMontis Sabonis play basketball like every night in my life. I like watching him play a lot. TJ Warren, I like watching play when he's not playing the Milwaukee Bucks. He has 18 tonight. 14 of those came in the second quarter after being held scoreless in the first. Warren had 35 in Indiana's victory against the Bucks on the road to close out the first half of the season right before the All-Star break. Finished with a... Indiana high 18 Pacers had 15 from Sabonis 16 from Dougie Buckets Doug McDermott in 19 minutes he was perfect three of three from beyond the arc 14 as well from T.J. McCollum in 30 minutes the bench really sparked Indiana tonight in that second quarter bringing it within two before the break we'll take a timeout here from Matt Velasquez on the other side also take a look around the NBA scoreboard it's all coming up next this is the Pick and Save Pros post game show driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. I'm Bill Schmidt Baby Tausch talking Bucks with you at
2: 414-799-1250. This guys on the inside after every game. Listen to the Pick and Save Pro Hoops post game show for the latest from JS Online's Matt Velasquez, brought to you by the law offices of Thomas Marola, divorce child custody, or any other family law needs. Go with experience. Go with Thomas Marola online at MarolaLaw.net or call 414-327-5800. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan. Bucks
0: win tonight and back on to the winning ways. Are your... Fifty-three and nine Milwaukee Bucks. One nineteen. One hundred the final. Bucks started this game out in front. Fifteen to two to start. Twenty-five to six. It got to thirty-three to eleven before finally Indiana was able to kind of bring the reins back and brought it within thirteen after one period. TJ Warren held scoreless in the first quarter. This is a guy that put up 35 on the Bucks in a loss at Bankers Life Fieldhouse a couple of weeks ago. He finishes with 14 in the second quarter to make it a 58-56 ball game. 12 in the first half from Doug McDermott. He finished with just 16, and the Bucks were able to clamp down from there, winning the rest of the battle, winning the rest of the contest, and really putting the foot down and finishing the job Come the start of the fourth quarter, they had stretched their lead back out to 18 with about two and a half minutes left in the third. Quick 8-0 run by Indiana. Gives them life going into the final period. But Eric Bledsoe, a part of a 12-2 Bucks run, had eight straight points. And the Bucks finished the job in the fourth quarter, win it by 19-119, 100. And as they always say, good teams win, Great Teams cover. The Bucks did both here tonight and finished the good job against the Indiana Pacers, much lesser opponent than one that they may end up facing come playoff time, but this team very very close to playoff contention they are right now, the 5 seed in the Eastern Conference playoffs. If the season ended today, they would match up in that first round with the team that the Milwaukee Bucks lost to just the other night, the Miami Heat in round number 1 if those two teams and everything holds up right now as it stays in the Eastern Conference playoff hunt. Take a look around the NBA scoreboard here on 105.7 FM. The Fan Pelicans down eight against Dallas in the second quarter with a few minutes left in the first. It's 26-19 Wizards. And now joining us before we take a look around the rest of the NBA scoreboard, it's our guy Matt Velasquez, our insider from Viser Forum here on the Big and Safe Pro Hoops postgame show. Matt, one of these where it's uh, get back on track, get right as well. But 19, we'll get to Giannis and Middleton. But Dante DiVincenzo seems to just be getting more comfortable and all around better each and every time he steps on the floor.
7: Yeah, I mean, Dante doing things is, uh, is still a thing. You know, he, he just goes out there and, you know, affects the game in different ways, whether it's, you know, for the three steals he had tonight uh or the seven rebounds he had the three assists obviously when his three-point shot is falling that's been an, an up and down kind of streaky thing this year but he was three of six tonight um you know he was all over the place and you know especially with george hill being out um you know him stepping up was you know critical uh for the bucks and the way he was being aggressive and confident uh it bodes well for them uh for for the future
0: 29 points in 28 minutes uh, that's never going to get old, and it's definitely not going to get old come playoff time as the Bucks still try to pace around and keep themselves around 30, 31, 32 minutes at night. For, for the minutes load tonight in a win that ultimately, while Indiana was able to get close tonight, Matt, I don't think anybody had true aspirations or true feelings like they were going to win this game here.
7: Yeah, I, I would point you to some uh, nervous Bucks fans. Um, I think there, there were a few people who were who were stressing a little bit around halftime when the Bucks had been up 22, uh, and then suddenly it was only a two-point lead at half, and the Bucks weren't shooting the ball well, and their offense wasn't really performing. And Greg McDermott and T.J. McConnell were were doing work, um, you know. But I, I mean, I wasn't really expecting that the Patriots win this game, especially when Malcolm Brogdon went out in the second quarter with a hip injury. Um, but you know it, it was good for the Bucks to be able to demonstrate that they can kind of take that counterpunch that the, the Pacers gave, and, and be able to kind of you know flip it around and get their offense going and be able to you know consistently make things happen. And you know Giannis was a big part of that, as you mentioned, with his 29 points. Eric Bledsoe with a really strong second half. Uh, especially that fourth quarter. Yep. And, uh, you know, Chris Middleton obviously came along too.
0: And that f- starts of the fourth quarter, talked a lot about it here tonight. That's about when you called game after they run out to start that fourth quarter. Bucks scored 12 points in the first three minutes of that quarter, eight of them coming from Eric Bledsoe, and it wasn't just attacking. He was able to do it all there, especially in the entirety of the second half. Is he feeling pretty much back to normal?
7: Yeah, I think so. You know, he, he has the, the kind of difficult task of trying to figure out a little bit more, you know, how to, um, you know, play his game the right way and, and when to call his own number, when to, you know, dish out assists. I think he had like five assists in the first quarter alone, um, you know, maybe four, but he had a whole bunch of them. Uh, and he was really finding his teammates and, and making things happen for other people. Uh, but then he had to kind of flip the switch and, and do things for himself in the fourth and, you know, the Bucks aren't necessarily calling a ton of plays for him. You know, you're going to get sure. plays for Giannis, plays for, for Chris, um, you know, even post-ups for Brooke. Um, but Bled has to kind of read and react a little bit more. He has to kind of do his work in transition. That's something that, that Bud talked about after the game tonight. And, uh, you know, that, that's kind of a, a, tough, a tough thing to do. But I think that as he continues to find the, the right times to be aggressive and, and call his number and, and create, uh, I think that will bode well uh, for the Bucks because when he is – Going downhill and attacking the basket, whether he scores or he gives it to somebody else, or even just, even if he misses a shot, you know, when he's going to the basket, I think, you know, it, it sets a precedent for the defense. They need to be worried about his drives. They need yes. to uh, respect what he can do and how he can create. And, and as he goes, I mean, kind of the Bucks go. I mean, there's not all the time, obviously. There's times he doesn't play well and the Bucks still, still dominate. But if he is playing really well... Um, you know, it's hard to see the, the situation where the Bucks you know, wouldn't be playing well as a team.
0: I totally agree, especially when he's running downhill into defenses, penetrating the lane with, with some force and some aggression. They're they're a different club, and and everybody around them it, it frees up more lanes, and it just feels like there's so many more open shooters when it's Eric Bledsoe penetrating the lane because everybody expects Giannis to back down and try to attack you know, viciously, but having one more guy that can finish like that and also find open passes uh, from Eric Bledsoe, big time tonight. And he was finding uh, Wesley Matthews a few times there early. 15 from West tonight, and his three ball seems to be falling a little bit more regularly outside of what we saw on Monday night where nobody was able to hit one.
7: Yeah, and, and the crazy thing is is that, you know, the Bucks started really well. They were 5 of 10 from three, and then they missed 10 in a row. And so they were 5 of 20 at halftime, which is exactly what they were against Miami. Then they start at the third quarter 6 of 10. You're like, "Okay, like they're kind of back." And they finish the rest of the game like, you know, 2 of 13. So they end up shooting like 28.3% from 3. Not good. Uh, definitely not good. Uh, and you look at, you know, obviously they were able to hold the Pacers to even worse than that, you know, 25.9% on threes. Um, it, it didn't help like I said the Pacers that Malcolm Brogdon went out, Victor right. people didn't play. Um, you know, they, they got hot a little bit early with uh, Doug McDermott making three threes uh, pretty quickly after coming into the game. Uh, but yeah, you know, they're, they're going to have to figure out how to, you know, work this offense in a way that they can get better shots. Or if they do continue to get good shots, make those shots. I mean, as a team, I think they've been under 30% from three each of the past three games. Um, that that's something that's not going to work, um, you know, very often. When you when you shoot under 30% from three. Especially come playoff time, like I don't think you're gonna win two out of three, no. uh, very often. No, and this- so they need to be able to fig- figure that out, get guys going, get get consistent with with their looks and their opportunities, and then just be able to knock them down. And at some point, Kyle Corbin will come back from his uh, his back soreness. Bud said he'll be going on this upcoming trip, um, but we'll have to see what uh, what he can bring and if the Bucks can figure things out. Matt, they changing over the floor? or What do we got going on here? They're they're, they're taking out and um, taking out chairs and I was trying to get out of the way and trying to avoid <laughs> the sound and it, it, I, was in, I, mean, I was in the tunnel and there was nowhere to go. I, I was like under the bleachers. I'm like, oh man, it's coming right by me. I got. There, there, there's nothing I can do right now. There's no escape. You're all good. <laughs> I just gonna have to talk through it and just hope that that it's getting out to the to the radio and people can hear me. Otherwise, uh, my apologies. I, I I don't want to stop the Pfizer before Pfizer form staff from doing their job. But uh, you know, I'm kind of trying to do my job here too.
0: No apologies needed. Matt Velasquez, Matt underscore Velasquez, where you follow him on Twitter. Writer for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, beat on your Milwaukee bucks. Just a couple of more minutes here. Now we head on out for a West coast road trip. And this is a big one, Matt. While these games may not be, um, ultimately decisive into what happens come playoff time, come seating wise. Uh, the number one and number two seeds in the west in three out of four days that's a tough grind that they're gonna have to do switching time zones start with friday night against la and what that laker team presents uh they've been clicking on all cylinders and lebron james getting just some huge huge pub across the national media for what he's been able to do keeping that team going but also kind of playing a different spot than people have seen him in years past
7: yeah i mean he's uh you know, a 35-year-old, six foot 11 or whatever size he is, point guard, you know, leading the league in assists, and obviously it helps when you're throwing the ball to Anthony Davis. I think, I think you can get a decent number of assists that way. That helps. Uh, but he's also just, he has also, he's also playing incredibly well out of the post, um, you know, and and not just for himself, but he's kicking out to the guys and they are wide open because if LeBron James is in the post, there aren't very many people who are going to be able to handle him one on one, and if they try, he's, you know, it's kind of it's kind of like Giannis. I'm not going to say that they're the same or whatever, but if you have one guy in Giannis in the post, he's going to feast. If you have one guy and LeBron in the post, he's going to feast. And if you bring two, got to find someone to kick out to, and that person needs to make the shot if they're wide open. Uh, and, and the Lakers have, have done a good job of, of getting wide open shots off of LeBron, and he's done a good job of recognizing them. And obviously he uh, he defies all logic with the way that he's still you know, at his peak or very near his peak uh, at, at the current age that he's at. And what he's done has been nothing short of spectacular this season. Uh, so it'll be very fun to see, uh, you know, the Bucks and Lakers matchup again. The first time, as we remember, Giannis hit a whole bunch of threes. I think it was five threes in that game. The Bucs won that one going away. Uh, and so we'll have to, uh, to see what round two brings, because this is a, a potential finals preview. If you're looking at, you know, right now, three quarters of the way through the season, got the two best teams, one in the East, one in the West. Uh, it's not unreasonable to think that this could be a
2: final no, matchup. No.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. ESPN wants nothing more than to tell you that it's a battle for the MVP uh, in that this game might ultimately decide it. That's on their network on Friday night. But to you, how close actually is this MVP race that we're hearing a lot more about right now?
7: I don't think it's that close. Okay, And I'll have a story coming up in the next couple days to Ooh. to address that actual point. Um, just a little tease. There you go. There for you guys. Set the hook, uh, man. You're good at this radio thing. I mean, I'm trying. But, you know, I, I, I recognize that this is the, the conversation that's going on. So I'm I'm going to try to approach that in my own unique way.
0: Perfect. And that's for subscribers. So go subscribe to the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Matt, appreciate it. Buddy. Oh,
7: yeah. I, I will definitely make sure that story is for subscribers. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I, cause I, I, I think it'll be worth it. His dad's got to eat. Matt,
0: appreciate it, buddy. <laughs>
7: All right, we'll talk to you soon. We'll talk to you on
0: Friday as Matt Velasquez, Matt underscore Velasquez, beat writer for your Milwaukee Journal Sentinel covering the Milwaukee Bucks right here on the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Game show. He joins us live from Pfizer Forum on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline as your passion outgrown your home. A Great Midwest Bank home renovation loan may give you the space it deserves. Visit greatmidwestbank.com today. Simply local lending since nineteen. 19- 35 Bucks win tonight, 119-100. A similar fate for the Memphis Grizzlies as they blow out the Brooklyn Nets tonight on the second night of a back-to-back for Brooklyn after they get a huge come-from-behind win in Boston last night. Boston, they're back on the winning ways as they get the win, edge out Cleveland 112-106. The Thunder win 114-107 in Detroit Jazz 112-104 against the Knicks at Madison Square Garden. And more guys going out of Madison Square Garden. That's an absolute clown show. But I'm here to watch it all burn down. Heat win by 3-116. 113 over the Magic in Miami. And the Timberwolves oust the Bulls 115-108. Games in progress right now. It's now at half on ESPN. fifty seven fifty five. Mavericks over the Pelicans. Lonzo Ball with 12 in that one. Kristaps Porzingis pacing the Mavericks with 13. And the Portland Trail Blazers just into the second quarter, up 39-30. Mello with 14 early. Bradley Beal countering with 12. That game just underway into the second quarter once again. 39-30. Blazers. Bucks blaze past the Indiana Pacers at a few different points in tonight's game jet out early gets close at half bucks bring it home in the fourth part of a couple of big time runs and they win it by 19 here tonight now head on to the west coast take on those los angeles lakers and lebron james on friday night we're back here after the game on friday night Pick and safe probes post game show my thanks to sam schmitz down at pfizer forum Mayor Mitch Ross on the other side producing. I'm Bill Schmidt, Baby Tauscher. This has been the Pick and Save Probes postgame show driven by Mercedes-Benz and Milwaukee North. We're back Friday night after Bucks and Lakers. Keep it right here. You got the fan.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.